Our work at KEHI matters, not only to impact the lives of our retail partners and suppliers, but to make a difference in our families, our communities, and even the world. Hello, my name is Adrienne Binder, and I'm your host for Fruit of Your Labor, a KEHI podcast. We aspire to update you on what's happening at KEHI and inspire you with the amazing stories of how you are working to make lives better. Enjoy the episode. Many of you may already know that Kehi Cares is the nonprofit side of Kehi. The foundation focuses on relieving human suffering both inside and outside of Kehi. As Kehi grows, we have the opportunity to expand the foundation as well. Joining me today is Rusty Bland, president of the Kehi Cares Foundation and executive vice president of culture at Kehi. And he's going to tell us about just how we're doing that. Welcome back to the podcast, Rusty. Thank you, Adrian. It's great to be here. Let's start with a little overview. How long has Kehi Cares existed? And what's your role with the foundation been throughout that time? The Kehi Cares as a brand, if you will, or um, a way of describing activity of giving back has been going on for decades. Um, really, you trace it back to Art Kehi, and the legend is that he would meet employees in the parking lot that he knew were in need, and he'd shake their hand and he'd have a hundred dollar bill or something in his hand that he, you know, passed along to people. And, and that there, there was this spirit of generosity that also went externally from Kehi. And then Randy Shaw, who I think in many ways, the, the modern way that we do our giving and our serving, it really stems from Randy and Randy's work in 2013, there was an oversight committee that was created because it started to get bigger. And um, I was a part of that committee. It was really about governance and how do we how do we do this well as things start to grow. But then it was in 2016 that we actually formed a 501c3, but you have to have officers of the organization. And, and so it was one of those things where we're, you know people were looking around the room and everyone looked at me and go, well, you, I guess you're going to be the president, you know, kind of a thing because we needed one. And so, you know, kind of initially it moved from there as the dollars grew, so did the responsibility. And frankly, the building and leading of an organization to manage the complexity and the opportunity that came with bigger dollars and more employees, et cetera. So really, that's kind of the foundation of the foundation. That's really interesting how just this organic development from the founder at Kehi doing a little bit here and there to help employees has turned into this huge 501c3 organization um, over time. So do you have any metrics on the number of lives or organizations that have been impacted by KE Cares over this time? The, the saying that we like to quote quite a bit, it's actually a Dr. Seuss saying, but the saying is to the world, you might only be one person or one company or one foundation, but to the one person, you actually might be the world. And I I think about the stories of the person, you know, the girl, the the child, frankly, rescued out of trafficking. And, you know, that's one person, that's one life. And is, is that worth it? You know, worth the dollars and the time and the energy. And so we've always tried to create room in our metrics and our way of thinking about how we're impacting the world. We've always wanted to make room for the one. 
And, and so we, we are highly relational in how we engage. That said, that all of that said, by the end of 2022, we will have donated or invested for impact over $30 million in the past 15 years. So wow. one measurement is we've had an amazing amount of dollars flow through the foundation and through the KE Cares organization. We've had over 2,000 employees actually go on multi-day overnight serving experiences. Again, another metric is the, the change inside of Cahey by the sheer volume of people that have actually engaged with their own hands and feet in the process. I, I like to think that because we said yes as a company and what can we do with what we have, that we've been able to see lives changed, lives saved all over the world. Thinking about a story that emerged out of St. Augustine last year that now this person works in one of our distribution centers because of a program that we have funded. And so, you know, that person's life has gone from homelessness and hopelessness to one where it's a perspective of thriving and hopefulness. So we're always focused on that, even though, again, we're seeing the scale as Kehi grows, the scale of what we're able to do is, uh, is awesome in terms of how it's increasing. I like that you just mentioned it's not just the lives outside of Kehi, but you mentioned, you know, the employees getting involved in serving trips and how that affects them and the Kehi culture as a whole, too. I mean, that that's something you have to take into consideration when you think about impact. Yeah, it's it's one of the things as I have been tasked to really ask the question and really pursue how do we grow a world class foundation? And it's not something that any of us have done before. So we're always looking outside at other examples. And I, what I find is that the level of engagement of our employees in the serving, in the going is so unusual, <laughs> particularly as you get larger. I mean, you can find examples of a 10 or 20 person company that is focused on that. But when you think about thousands of employees, the scale of which we're doing this and the scale that, of which we're involving our people in the serving is really, really distinctive and unusual. So how are we growing a world-class foundation? How is the foundation changing or evolving? Yeah, it's a great question. People might not know that Kehi donates 10% of its net income every year into the foundation. The great news is that as Kehi has experienced a lot of success in the last many years, not only has ESOP benefited, the other thing that benefits is KE Cares, and that 10% number has become a much larger gift. And so the questions become more penetrating to say, well, how do we responsibly handle these increasing amounts of dollars? It's, it's one thing to be able to manage 10,000 or 50,000 or even 100,000, do that well. And, and there was years where those were the amounts that KE Cares received. Then when it started to grow to 300 or 400,000, you're like, okay, we have to get more serious. That's a bigger amount. But now when the number is getting to multiple millions on an annual basis and increasing, we, we needed to expand how we thought about impact. Certainly it was, well, let's just do more of what we've always done, but what else should we consider? What else can we now consider that we have more dollars? We landed on three pillars of impact as a strategy within the foundation. Pillar number one is serving and giving. And you could argue that that's exactly what we've done for 20 years with increasing 
focus on serving and larger amounts of giving. So, you know, where maybe we had one serving trip a year 10 years ago, now we have years where we might have 15 to 20 serving trips in a year. So it's 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 become it's become a significant amount of activity to be involved with, to have trip leaders, to have the right partners where you can go. So serving and giving is what we've done for a long time. We, we like to say that we want to have serving that grows humility and granting or giving that creates dignity. So that's pillar number one. Pillar number two is around impact investing. What we say for impact investing is that we want to have investing for maximum impact and then also leveraging business as a transformative force for good. So around impact investing, we're thinking about how do we use dollars to create jobs so that the jobs can transform communities, transform families and lives. And I'll talk about that later. And the last pillar is really um, around leadership. And we call it the Redemptive Leadership Academy. And the focus of the academy is about development of whole person leaders, because we believe that culture is as leaders do or leaders behave. And those are the three pillars of impact that we've now codified and we've put it into a strategy that we're moving forward from the foundation perspective on how do we maximize all three pillars. So let's let's dive into the second one, impact investing. Can you talk a little more about that, maybe give an example of where we're doing that and how it's benefiting others? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So impact investing, one example that comes to mind, it's one of my favorite examples, is an organization called PureFlow. And PureFlow is based in Uganda, and they have a program that allows motorcycle drivers. And if you've ever been to that area of the world, motorcycles are the mode of transportation. The comparative, it would be Uber um, here in the United States. Motorcycles are way more affordable from the standpoint of, of having a business. But for the drivers themselves, over 80% of them do not own their own motorcycles. They're literally a driver for hire. And the amount that they're paid is not thrivable. They can't ever save up enough to buy their own motorcycles. So this PureFlow organization said, what if we made motorcycles more affordable? And so they created a lease to own program that within two years, the drivers could own their own motorcycles. Actually, the founder had $6,000 in his bank account. <laughs> and so he took all the money he had in the world. He bought six motorcycles and he found six drivers. He, he, he actually created a makeshift contract with these drivers. And he said, all I'm asking is that you come back every week and bring $20 back. And in two years, you own your own, motorc own your own motorcycles. And when you bring the $20 back, we'll have a meal together. Well, now they actually have a thousand motorcycles and growing at a rapid pace. And they have many sites where they have these weekly meals. And he said it was amazing that the six drivers came back with their $20 and they came back the second week and the third week and got success stories of people that are owning their own motorcycles and, and then generating enough income that they can, out of that overflow, they can educate their children. They can build safer houses to live in. They can, you know, really kind of start dreaming as opposed to just being in a survival mindset. 
So Pure Flow is a great example. We, we, we love the founders. You know, we're, we're in a strong relationship and connectivity with that, that group. And, and we're finding other organizations like that, that that are looking for capital, if you will, that's conscious capital or uh, high impact capital. And that's exactly what we're looking to, to do. That's an awesome example. I can't wait to hear, you know, what other organizations you're, you're going to be working with in the future. That's such a, a interesting evolution of the foundation and it's going in such a really positive direction. Let's jump to the third pillar that you mentioned earlier, the Redemptive Leadership Academy. What are some examples of, you know, who this academy is going to serve and what impact you see it having? Yeah, it's a great question. The idea of redemptive is is that you're restoring things to how they were intended to be or restoring it to their best condition. That's how we've begun to think about the way that Cahey's culture has changed over the years and what we what we still hope for the culture is as we bring leaders through a growth journey, as we bring individuals as we've seen Kehi um, employees go serve, we saw something really interesting happening as they began to change themselves. So they, they went to go serve the poor or serve the marginalized, and they came back and they're like, whoa, like I'm a different person. <laughs> you know, I'm the one who's changing. I'm the one who is in some ways, I'll use the term that, that people quoted is I'm healing. I'm, I'm actually dealing with some of my own stuff. And we all have stuff that we're dealing with. Well, one way to talk about that is it's this redemptive journey that people are going on. First and foremost, the academy is going to serve KE employees in the KE culture. It's our family. <laughs> and so um, when we built out the foundation and started thinking bigger, we said, well, the way we do leadership actually is one of the most transformative things that we do. And why would we not include that as our force for good in the world? And let's let's assume now that we've kind of we're we're continuing to to focus there and invest there and and make Kehi a totally different kind of company. We can then think of leadership development and how we how we develop culture as as almost a different kind of capital. Like if we think about what the, what the foundation really does is it deploys capital, and it deploys capital either as aid as trade or as investment or as leadership development, that there's a human capital, there's, there's a capital that is culture related, that, that money, frankly, can't buy or, you, you know, at least not that kind of capital. So but but how critical is it that you have a healthier organization and you can't have healthier organizations or healthier communities unless the leaders and the individuals in that organization or in that culture are actually improving themselves. And so um, we, we do think beyond the Kehi family, we think that our care partners and our investment partners will be will be the first recipients of the academy. One example right now is um, we, we have a, an investment partner by the name of Talenton. That's T-A-L-A-N-T-O-N. And Talenton is involved in East Africa communities that are clearly in development, but they have made investments into 12 to 15 different organizations, businesses within East African countries. And we have invested in Talenton. So by default, 
our investment is spread across all of these different organizations that Talenton's investment invested in. Another target of the academy is the KE Cares partners. So, you know, think Mission Lazarus, think Naomi's House, Inc. 180, or Male Mogul Initiative, or Three Grains of Rice, or certainly New Vision Laredo. These are all run by partners who we believe through the academy, we can care for them and help them by not only leadership development, by frankly, just care for them. And so we're envisioning things like retreats where we can literally do a mind, body, soul care for the people that have made such an impact at Kehi and are making such an impact in the world, but who's caring for them? Oftentimes, no one is the answer. And they, you know, they pour themselves out, but we think through the academy, it's one way that we can give back to our care partners, actually, and help them heal, help them experience goodness. Wow, that's a lot. I mean, we say we serve to make lives better. And I think you just gave a lot of examples of how we are tangibly doing that at Kehi. Really well said. So as if everything you just said isn't enough, let me ask you, what is your biggest dream or goal with the foundation in the future? Yeah, that I'm laughing at that question. I'm smiling. Um, <laughs> it's I love my job so much. And I've been a KE 17 years. I'm excited. I'm as excited. I'm way more excited today maybe than, than when I first started. And so as I thought about this question, I, I really put it into two categories. On a personal level, I, I just love serving alongside these amazing people. So the, the dream is like, I want to keep doing that. I want to just, you know, I, I want to be a part of bringing dignity, grace, restoration, and healing for as long as the company will let me do it. You know, it's just, it's a, it, like some people say, well, man, when I, when I, when I get to retirement, I want to do things like that. Well, we're doing that now. Personally, I want to be about transformation in every way, every direction. I want to, tra- I want to help KE transform. I want to help communities transform and I want to help care partners transform. And so more please would be one way I'd answer <laughs> that on a personal level. If I think professionally about the dream that I might have, how far can we go? How far can we take Kehi to be, you know, not just the best place to work, but, you know, to, to keep going and exploring the, the ways that we could possibly transform ourselves into this uniquely better company. That's a dream. It's a dream to think about how are we setting up Kehi so that it keeps going and, you know, get the next generation involved and get you know, get get things codified and get the governance set up in such a way that it's not just about personalities that are currently in leadership, but it's about something that outlasts us. Well, I think, you know, you've made, and Kehi in general has made a lot of progress on that over the years since Kehi Cares initially began, making it part of Kehi's culture. And and every year it becomes more and more ingrained in that. Can you speak a little bit about the importance of, of making it more and more part of our culture? I, I've often said that serving is actually Kehi's happy hour. Like at some companies to get to know each other, hey, let's go to happy hour. And that's, I, I, hey, I, I like happy hour. It's a good thing. But we'll go, hey, let's go do a food pack together. Or let's, uh, you know, let's do a food pack at one of our 
our our holiday shows or at, at Expo West or whatever. It's the way that Kehi relates to each other is serving. That's so um, true. <laughs> so you know, I think I think that the foundation is really exploring the art of the possible for a culture within a company to be the best it could possibly be. Well, thank you for really explaining what's going on in KE Cares and how it's involving. Um, you know, we hear about KE Cares all the time, but this deep dive into those three different areas of giving, investing, and of the Leadership Academy, um, this I think this makes a lot of sense. And we all can understand it a little better now. But now that we understand what KE Cares is doing, how can employees get involved in growing the impact? Yes. What do we do? So we, if we believe it's important, what do we do? How do we actually act on it? So I would say a couple things. This coming fall, the fall of 2022, we are going to have a lot of serving trip opportunities. Keep an eye out for Laredo sign up. Keep an eye out for some new trips that we're, we're beginning to bring online in Florida. And then other, I mean, look for other opportunities as they come. So sign up. You, it might not be your jam, <laughs> but push yourself. You know, if you're like, ah, I'm on the fence, I just would say, well, get off the fence and get in the game. And you'll, you know, you will find that those experiences are, are amazingly transformative. Um, so, so sign up for a trip, but also don't wait. And so let's say it's, uh, I can't go. I, I, for whatever reason, it, it doesn't work out. I Get involved personally. Look around your community at food banks, at homeless shelters, get involved in trafficking um, in some way or whatever that, whatever the cause is, but, but get involved. You know, maybe there's something right there in your community that you and your family could get involved in. You know, you might think, uh, what, what can I do? Believe me, these small organizations are underfunded, understaffed, under-resourced, and the need is growing in a high inflationary, challenging time like we've had. People are struggling. And then bring Kehi along with you. I mean, Bring your family, but maybe maybe if you get involved and go, wow, this these folks are really making a difference, invite some of your coworkers. And then maybe say, hey, Randy, I've gotten involved in this organization, and would KE Cares get involved too? And the answer would be 100% yes. We want to come alongside you and what you're doing to serve. Rusty, this has been amazing. I've learned a lot. I'm sure everyone listening also learned a lot about KE Cares, the direction we're going and how they can get involved. Thank you for sharing all of this with us and, and showing us a prime example of fruit of your labor. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you for all the work you do. I, I agree that this none of this happens without a, a lot of amazing people that are really working hard. And this is clearly fruit. 